It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, a very good morning to everyone. Welcome to the Coffee Club for February 26th, 2020. Hope everyone is doing well. Might as well start with you, Jennifer, in the other room. What have you got going on? Oh, I'm sitting here in the living room where it's quiet enough that I can hear the clock tick and I wouldn't want to rub the weather in or anything, but it's 77 outside right now. Oh, I'd be kind of quiet about that if I was you. <laughs> so Yeah, well, they might throw rotten tomatoes at us. But what have you got on tap for today? Oh, my usual things I have to do today, and we're waiting for the new microwave to come. Oh, there'll be a story in that in a few minutes, won't there? And I found something interesting this morning while I was reading before the coffee club that Amazon has opened in Seattle a full-scale cashierless grocery store. You have an app on your phone that you swipe when you first go in, and it knows what you pick off the shelves and deducts it from your Amazon account. 
I thought they had a similar store in Chicago, but maybe that was a smaller one. Those are the convenience stores. They're doing the same things in their convenience type stores, Bill. Oh. But yeah, we'll have a story about the microwave in just a little bit. Let's see. Chris and Dave in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Well, we're doing well here today. It's a little bit, it's in the low 40s, but it's supposed to get colder today. And windy. Oh, yeah. Well, and then you'll have some more stories for us, too. We'll get to those raised hands in just a moment, I promise you, in just a moment. Mike in Evansville. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, trying out a new microphone in my quest to build a portable studio that I can wear around my waist. But uh, doing well, uh, temperature's falling, and we're going to have snow here in the next, well, about the time the coffee club ends, the snow will begin. Uh, no, thank you. Mike will be back with some more tech things and observations we made in just a little bit here, too. Let's see. Tim in Minnesota. Oh, you caught me coming down the stairs. Anyway, hello. <laughs> well, things are not okay here. It's kind of cold. 18 degrees. Supposed to get up to 27. And uh, otherwise, uh, nice things. It's baseball season started or at least preseason and it's been uh actually twins are doing pretty well who knows <laughs> that doesn't count for anything but it's fun and the twins are right here too so very very yeah. close to him yep should i go over and say hi to them for you sure okay you, you, you can you have I'll my be, permission i'll be glad to do that for you well we're saving some of the best for last. How about uh, Jeff in Albany, New York? Well, I'm not sure if that's the best or not, let me tell you. I'm doing okay. Everything is good here. We're going to have uh, rain. It's uh, that misty kind of rain. That's what that's what we're having today, at least. And then it may rain heavily tonight, maybe some snow tomorrow. But it's all, it's all going to be good because those days are getting longer and spring will soon be here. That's all I can say. That's all we can say. Have we made it just about around to everybody on the panel now? Yeah, and we have... We got some hands uh, raised. I know, we got two hands. We'll, we have... Uh, Let's start with 734. Uh, 734, Allison. And we have Allison, so why don't we get to Allison first, and then we got Bill in Chicago. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Allison. Okay. Um, good morning, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, it's Allison here. It's my first time calling into the program. Um, I started listening to this program on a chat line that me and Pam from Kansas City and Jerry are on. So I just wanted to welcome myself to the podcast. And Bill, you kind of sound like Casey Kasem from American Top 40. Oh, my. I wish. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks. We'll have but to play that long distance dedicate. No, we better not do that. Yeah. But first of all, we will welcome you to the show, Allison. That's the main thing. We're glad you're listening. Thanks for Pam for recommending it. And anytime you have comments, um, feel free to jump in. That's what this is all about. Cause okay, exactly. I just got them having my first cup of coffee. All right. Well, 
mainly drink one cup, sometimes two, but yeah, thanks. I love that coffee, and Dave showed me a little thing to do with the coffee pot where I, it didn't have to shut off every couple hours, and that is so cool. I can just go in there and have that coffee ready to go anytime I want it. So feel free to jump in anytime, okay? Okay, thanks. All right, who do we have next? Well, we, got, uh, we got Bill in Chicago. Go ahead, Bill. Report. Uh, just going to give you a weather report. 32 degrees, snow, expect a high of 34 today. And also, Bill, yesterday in Annapolis, it rained all day with about 40 degrees, and they got snow today with 33 degrees. That's okay. I'm I'm okay where I'm at, Bill. <laughs> okay, well, I just I thought I'd let you let you know give you a home a home a home base uh, weather report too. You know you yeah. You got to keep. We're going to have it bad. No, for but the next few days we're going to have to suffer through the seventies. So we're going to have to go. Seventies yeah, right. with I, I really nice. I feel your pain, Jennifer. I feel your pain. But it's going to get cold if it gets in the forties at night for well, three I days in a row. Well, I talked to a friend of mine the other day who lives in Separate Hill, and what was it? Saturday, it was 37 degrees down there. Yeah. And we're going to talk about something about that in just a moment, too. Um, we'll get our hands taken care of, and then I want to bring up the first topic. And Okay, and we still have two more people. Who okay. We've got, we've got Marianne, and then we have Abby after Marianne. Okay. Go ahead, Marianne. Is she unmuted? Um, you got to unmute just There you go. I did. I thought I clicked it, but it didn't. Uh, I was mixing my smoothie with one hand and unmuting with the other. Uh, it is 14 degrees in Boulder. It's going to get up to like high 30s or maybe 40 or something today. And tomorrow we're supposed to get some snow flurries. Um, and I'm hoping not because I'm actually sending my winter coat out to be dry cleaned oh. while I head down to Florida for a couple of quick days for a family event. And um, for a couple of updates that Bill said to share from last week, um, I did go visit my congressman and he has agreed to co-sponsor two of the two bills that we asked him to. This is a good year for asking Congress do things considering they're all up for re-election so it's a good time for that and for those who are keeping track with me i am down by 14 pounds now great wow, that's cool can you what are the bills uh, uh i don't i don't know how long it's gonna be but are the bills uh can you just tell us what each bill is quickly yes uh one is um one about um creating standards for accessible appliances and like home workout equipment and medical equipment, home use medical stuff. So um, there's that one. And the other one is access, uh, uh, creating standards for accessibility in higher education. Both very- so when Software and textbooks and all those kinds of things are made um, and videos and all kinds of stuff that people are using for teaching now that they will be accessible to our blind students as well. Very good. 
because as an accessible so exercise bike I'm looking to, I'm looking to get but it's expensive it's made by a company called Peloton I hear their commercials and I wonder if I can use it that's one of the things I'm interested in you know what um Jeff if you want to talk to me offline uh, in I don't have a full-size exercise bike uh, unless you specifically want something that completely links to your phone and does all kinds of other stuff there's so many other ways of tracking your stuff and instead of having a big huge bike that takes up half of your house I actually have a little restorator bike and it's actually just the pedals and you can put it under any chair in your house well you know what I will talk to you off the air about that okay very good yeah I mean if you're interested in something smaller and that doesn't require any technology to use very good I may talk to you about that thank you I, I appreciate that Marianne thank you uh, Bill, we have Abby, and then we have Gail. So let me get to Abby. Go ahead, Abby. Good morning, everyone on the Coffee Club. Just want to uh, say that it's cold here in Indiana. Uh, I did not check the temperature. But um, I want to send a special birthday shout-out to my granddaughter, Trinity. She is 10 today. Oh my! So, How about a shameless plug for your upcoming radio show? Well, um, that is starting Tuesday here on the Legend from three to six, and it will be afternoon delights with Awesome Abby, and um, we'll be playing anything from probably well, I've got forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. Maybe a few 90s, but we'll try to keep it, you know, oldies. And we do take requests. We do, and we'll have you access to that by the end of the day. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm excited and uh, ready to join the Legend family. We're looking forward to having you, too. So we'll get you on and stand by for our next topic, because I think... You, you'll, you'll be in tune with this next topic. Okay. Okay, and we have... We have Gail in Minnesota, I believe. I was, Go ahead, Gail. I was just checking as far as the census. I had gotten some information from some people in our building here. And um, it's... You know, I've gotten some emails. I talked to somebody... Um, and hopefully the census will be, you know, will work out well. I just, you know, I was doing some asking some questions and stuff like that about that. But I don't. Yeah, I, f- I filled out the census one ten years ago, and again, and I didn't have a problem with it. So I don't think there should be any problem. Um, the Census Bureau hires a lot of visually impaired people too, so I don't think there should be. And if you do, there's plenty of time to go ask somebody for help. Thanks a lot. I mean, I, I in some communities, I think they come. If you no, they actually will come yeah, to your I house. Someone that comes too, so they can. Get yeah. That one. Yeah, they do. We have Bill and we have Allison again. So All right. I'll, I'll leave it up. What's your choice, uh, Bill? Uh, um. Well, let's go with Allison. She sounds nicer than Bill. (laughs) Yeah. Let's give him a hard time. Okay. Um, I had a question about the legend. Um, What kind of stations do they play? Is it mostly oldies music or what? 
Okay, I think I can take that one. Or Tim can. But it's basically an oldies-based radio station. We do have some specific programs, like we have a couple classic country programs. We have a smooth jazz program. Um, We have a country gospel program. And, of course, we have the several... The All Things Radio Program, the Sports Lounge Live, and, of course, the Coffee Club. So we mix in a little talk with a basically 60s, 70s type-based music, but with a lot of specialty programming. Okay. And, Jenny, happy birthday to you. Oh, I know your birthday you. was last week. Did you have a good one? I did. Okay. And then the Mix It Up Monday is oldies, but it's country or rock. Yeah, so we we do some of that, too. Oh, okay. So whatever your musical taste is, we try to fulfill it. We're probably not as much into the modern, you know, the music of the, the millennial music of the 2000s, but... There's plenty of stations for that, I guess. Okay. And speaking of Braille, somebody mentioned about Braille bingo cards. Um, I'm a certified Braille transcriber and proofreader, and I uh, tutored some students in our school district, and I'd like to be not only a transcriber and proofreader, but a parapro to the visually impaired people in our school district. So That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for answering my questions. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Jeff, I guess we're ready for okay, Bill. Okay, we have Bill and we have Jerry, so okay. I'm going to get to Jerry first. We, All right. And we'll get to Bill after that. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, want to welcome Allison. This is funny. Uh, yeah, Allison and I correspond on a chat line, and uh, I thought she was the Allison that requested songs regularly, like on Tim's show and, uh, of course, your show, Bill, and other people's. Uh, but it turned out to be a different Allison, and uh, I was telling her about the legend, and that was good. And we're in the upper 40s here in Indiana, PA, uh, but we're going to get colder as well. We're going to have that misty rain you're going to have, Jeff, and everybody else here on the East Coast. And hello to everybody. And Judy says hi, too. Hello, Judy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, Jerry. Thank you. Now we have Bill and uh, Bill. We're going to have to start charging him. (laughs) Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Uh, just a reference to Mary Ann a minute ago when she's talking about her uh, bill she put before the Senate. My grandson, where he goes to college here in, in Joliet, he is a person that does the professors and stuff, films and that. He's the narrator over it for the blind, the deaf, and anyone else that needs it. And they're also now doing description movies that's one of his side jobs of going to college oh there you go he describes movies and, and then he describes uh, for especially for blind deaf um, he does for the the teachers and for the deaf for the teachers he uh, transcribes it onto text at the bottom of the screen for the deaf and for the blind 
I'm not sure he does it with some kind of computer manufactures braille stuff for him. So Good stuff. Yeah. Great. I'm glad to see young people do things like that. That's great, Bill. He, he, he enjoys it. He enjoys it. Right. Well, he'll make a career out of it, maybe. Well, that's what he wants to do anyway, is go into the, the uh, movie industry or TV or something. That's his goal. He can make a lot of money doing voice work. Let me tell you, if, if, if he's got the right production gear and, and stuff like that, he can make plenty of money. There are plenty of people that are definitely in demand for that. So. Oh, yeah, he makes good. He makes good. And I got another thing to ask you, Bill. Has anyone ever listened to... There's another internet radio station. You ever listened to The Listen Factor? It's, it's called The Listen Factor. As a matter of fact, several years ago... Out. We had them right. We had them on the coffee club. Uh, forgot the lady. The reason I'm asking, I I went to check it out a couple days ago, and they've got like eight different channels you can select from comedy radio to quiz shows. It's all it's all the uh, I don't know if there's any pictures or not, but it's all the sound of them. And on channel seven. They do describe movies, and I listened to one the other day, and it was terrific. <laughs> I mean, it was because it was it was talking about this. I don't know who made the movie. I didn't. I didn't get the very beginning, and but it was about a story about a wolf called She Wolf was the name of the movie, going from I don't know through Europe somewhere across, and you know she had her cubs and all kinds of stuff and what she went through. But the guy did great description about what he what the what the wolf was seeing and all kinds of stuff you know yeah we had her on the show and promoted her station yeah well it's it's great for uh descriptive movie movies on channel yeah. 71 or you know it's on it's on uh access seven on their program thing. yeah so. man we uh, have one more hand raised okay. from uh, i mean from from uh, uh joe out in uh, albuquerque Good morning. This is Joe. Oh, hi. Good morning. This is Joe. I just want to say welcome to Allison. I recognize you from uh, Chat Line Service, and this is great to see you aboard. Another addition to listings of the Coffee Club, and it's 19 degrees. It's too cold here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So let's move it out of here. But anyway, thank you so much, and this is a great service. So keep on smiling. That's what we're going to do. We're going to clean up a couple things from last week. And thanks, Joe. Uh, remember last week we were mentioning the fact that we were looking for a relatively accessible microwave. It had to be an above-the-range microwave. Well, I went to the store last week and I think I found one we're going to know more today when I went to the store I went through every microwave in the store and they were all touch screens of course but the very last one or one of them I found that met the criteria was a microwave just a microwave that goes over the counter but it had tactile raised shapes for the numbers and the function keys and those types of things. Now, 
is that going to be as good as uh, doing what's my call? You know, doing, doing, you know, doing the Braille marking. I don't think so, but I believe this will at least give you a start till we can get that done. So they're going to install and deliver it today. So we'll let you know more about that. But at least they're tactile and you can feel the different shapes and you know the power button and the other is um much larger so we shall see i don't know dave and chris you kind of took a look at the manual were you able to glean anything at all well it i mean it's hard to tell without physically seeing the device but i like i we had told you I wouldn't be surprised if you push some of those buttons and it doesn't bring up menus but as long as you can access the power level feature you should be fine yeah and I think we're going to know that pretty soon um, and then we're going to and we'll get to you in just a second caller we're going to access or I'm going to make a contact to the lighthouse here in Collier County to see if I can have some assistance to come and mark this microwave. And just one other while I'm talking here. The other night, um, we, we were um, trying to get YouTube TV and we'll talk about that at some point later as to why our cable TV is not working. So it asked for a code. And you had to remember all these digits from the code and try and then type it in on your device, on your computer, but listen to it off of the TV screen. Well, it kept trying to do it and things kept happening and it didn't work so well, so I was able to call Ira. They logged into the website. Then, with me using my camera, they took a picture of the screen and were able to type in and to get us signed up. And the process just took a few minutes, and I had been frustrated for hours. And so, but we will keep you updated on this maybe accessible over-the-counter microwave let's hope that it is so we will hey, see can you feel the numbers as well like let's say yes. you want to cook something for 25 minutes seconds yes. like that are those available to feel without having to braille those bill or do you know yet you can feel the numbers yes yes you can they come in a row one two three power but yes they do so, so yes, if they set up like a touch tone phone maybe that, that that won't be too hard then well, it's just a little touch-tone phone where the numbers aren't raised quite as high, but you can still feel them. So we may even do an uh, audible thing there and let you know exactly. Then I've got some more questions for you guys after do we have some more callers here. Raised hands. We have one uh, hand with an 828 phone number. I forgot who's. Buddy. Uh, I believe it. I'm thinking buddy. buddy, Buddy, Buddy out there in the South. How can you forget Buddy? Go ahead, Buddy. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm on my iPhone today. Uh, I, I would like to have a radio show um, dedicated to ham radio. I'm having a uh, devil of a time getting my 
Bofang uh, handheld I've programmed. I've about got it. I'm WB full PHN, by the way. I've been, um, I got my dad's call sign uh, after he became a silent key last year. I've had a general license for 38 years. Happy birthday, Jennifer. Um, I hope you have a good day. Bill, take her out to Ruth's Chris today. <laughs> Thank goodness they don't have one here. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going my birthday. I've decided I'm going my birthday. When I go visit Raleigh, I'm, I'm going my birthday. And uh, I haven't heard, I haven't found that computer that I was looking for. My, I sent you an email. I don't know. Um, maybe I maybe didn't I get it. Maybe I did. I'll post that I'll link the, again. I'll, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I'll post that link again. Okay. Okay. Right. You might want to contact you might want to contact Handy Hams to help you out with that radio. I'll, All right, I'll, I'll do that. that. I'm a ham also, and you might want to contact Handy Hams. They might be able to help okay, you with that. that. When I get a low band rig um, with uh, 40 and 75, uh, like one of those Yezus, I'll, I'll have to find out about the chip because my 440, my Kenwood had a chip on. Happy birthday, Jennifer. Hope you have a good day. Get a Thanks, Kenwood. Man. Don't get a Yezu. The Kenwoods are a lot more accessible. I know they're more expensive, buddy, but get a Kenwood. <coughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Do we have any more no, questions? We're Good. Up. We're we're caught up. Mike. No, I'm, we have Gail. Oh, Gail. I'm oh, Gail. sorry. You were unmuted. By Go him. ahead, Gail. I was just going to give you a rough time, but anyway. I was wondering if Ira would be able to help me with my Bremer site to get the the thing, you know, so I, so I could do it again it, I, with uh, putting the new or a new code in there. Do you think Ira would be able to help me with that? Well, let me ask you just a couple real quick basic questions. Do you either have an Android or an iPhone? No, sorry about that. That's the answer is no. You must have unless you had Ira's own phone that they sold or whatever, uh, you would need, you know, a smartphone, and I believe I'm correct in telling you that, in order to access Ira's help. You could get it done for free, you know, if it was under five minutes, but you must have a, um, a device to be able... They have to have a camera to look through. Right. Yeah. So then my best bet is to just simply go through my bank and talk to them there. Probably would be the best way. Thanks a lot. That helps. All right. It didn't help, but it helped. <laughs> I understand what you mean. All right. Michael Loff, are you still here with us? Uh, yes, sir. I've got a question for you. <laughs> I was, and I'm not trying to get too political here, so please don't take it that way. Uh, d don't don't take it that way, but I was watching the debate last night and before, and watching the news. And I'm no expert on this, but I see there's eighty thousand cases of this. What is it called? Um, coronavirus throughout the world. Do you think we have any concerns here? And th they were saying it's not. If it will come, to, it's just a matter of when it will get to the United States. Does this well, Corona is a category, so they've given it a specific name called COVID-19, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so one of the concerns 
you're talking about is if they have to shut down schools, if this infiltrates into school systems, uh, that could be a problem. Uh, I think they're requesting $3 billion or something from Congress to because they want to be able to isolate people and ride it out. And that's a very costly procedure, but they probably have to close down schools because they don't get enough of these masks. There's a particular type of mask. I can't think of the model number, but there's variants of it. There's only one specific type of that mask that will actually protect you from that. And I don't know how many people are going to walk around wearing these masks. So, um, yeah, that could be that could produce a very interesting scenario, you know, because they talked about what happens if, you know, you were at Uber or, you know, any any place, a mall or any place where it could be communicable. I have a friend whose son happened to be over there in China in December, so we think he's okay. But you know, there's a lot of variables. They don't know how long it I, dormant I in your body. They don't know how long it's going to be before they have a vaccine. Of course, the stock market took a big plunge on Monday. Uh, people are afraid that things can't get done. You know, a lot of manufacturing in China. So here's a problem. It's going to it's going to affect Apple because Apple wants is supposed to come out with an iPhone nine in March. That's probably not going to happen. And if any of the new products that would come out in the fall, that may delay those as well. And anything for Christmas that people are expecting for new products may have a problem because of this whole thing. Because all the manufacturing well, I mean, is being know. shut down. You know, they're like, well, maybe it'll go away in April. Well, it's not. They don't really know the origin no. of this virus yet to know that it's going to follow the patterns of other common viruses. So we really don't know. Uh, I worry because I live in a building where, which has a very high uh, foreign content, and there are a lot of people in my building from China. And I don't know. I don't know where they're from, where province they're from. And you know, I got. I kind of be a little worried myself because all the, a lot of tech tech people live in my building who work in the technology industries here. So, you know. We were say? concerned that, you know, we're down here, you know, if they would affect travel, we just, you just never know. Well, but on, on an airplane, like if someone's on an airplane, how many other people on that plane can end up affected? Because they, airlines who save money, imagine that, have reduced the amount of oxygen that they use, or they circulate you know, on the plane. So, I don't know, there's a lot of variables there, those things we don't know yet, but... And we're not trying to pull any alarms. I just, I was just a little bit concerned and wanted to know if you thought I was rightfully to be concerned. Well, I think a lot of people are because there's, you know, there's unknowns, there's some variables. And we, we have two more hands raised. We have Abby and Allison. So why don't we get to okay. Abby first, okay? Okay. Go ahead, Abby. You're unmuted. Go ahead. No, I'll, I'll mute it again because it was muted. Try it, try it now, Abby. Wonder if she has her cell. She muted. might have her cell phone muted. Let's go to let's go to what's her name, Allison. One more time. Go ahead, Allison. Go ahead, guys, Allison. Okay, um, you guys uh, did a segment of the Coffee Club where they talked about uh, keeping your computers updated. Um, does Mike build his own computers? I think you said something about it. And uh, you guys archive all of the coffee club shows that you do. Um, we do archive all, or you can go up there and get them on the podcast. Um, I guess the question would be, what 
you know, Allison, I don't know what technologies you use or have access to. I mean, do you have a iPhone or Amazon Echo Dot or Google Home or, you know, because that's what, a lot of ways you can go listen to these shows. Um, I use a computer with JAWS. Well, I'm a JAWS right. user. Well, then just go to legendoldies.com. That is the official website for the station. And we'll get them for you. And also... If there's something specific, a topic or a demo that we've talked about you want, just send me an email at bill at billsparks.org and we'll be glad to provide it for you. So if there's something you can't find. Oh, okay. Bill at billsparks.org? Yep. That'll do okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Would you like me to try to get Abby one more time? Yeah. Okay. It won't... Why won't it let me unmute her? Here, let me. Somebody just lowered her hand. I think the reason is, she, is because she's muted herself. Let, hold on a moment and let me see if I can. Because it says it's unmuted. Yeah, and I keep, and it's not. The other one is Bill still. Yeah, Abby's there, maybe for a microphone or something. Well, Abby just left. Right, so, so she's going to reset it. Yeah. 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 But, you know, just thinking this, that, you know, and maybe this is, you know, hopefully, you know, not a scared thing or anything has nothing to do with politics. I was just very concerned about all of these you know these viruses and and maybe Evie's coming back now give her a second Bill has his hand raised I'm going to get to him right now go ahead Bill yeah real quick what Mike was telling about the mask and things I heard that the other day too the place to manufacture them is in Minnesota I think it's the only place that does these special masks and respirators that um, people use that treat these people and they've only got 300,000 made, and they need at least 3 million to outfit everybody, and they're not sure if we'll get them done. And also, I was listening this morning, they had uh, the doctor on the head of the, uh, C, uh, the well, what do you call it, the, CI, the CBC or CDC. She was on this morning. She said, it's probably just a matter of time when it's going to hit the United States more because a lot of countries that they were restricting from and really checking was like China and the and those countries. Well, now it's, it's it just popped up in Italy over the weekend with like I don't know two three hundred cases, and people have come from Italy that were over there, and they're also now bringing back kids from the colleges that are over in Italy. And they're bringing them back to the states. Well, if you bring them back, if they've been exposed. They're going to expose somebody. And she said the best thing to do is, if you can, avoid real crowded places, if you can, as much as you can, but carry a big bottle of sanitizer, hand stuff with you. And every time you touch a doorknob or something, wash your hands with it right away. Or if you go to a restaurant to eat, put it on the table, wipe a napkin across it, clean your own table. But she they also... They also said not to 
use rely on alcohol-based hand sanitizers because that may actually help it be more get into your skin more right that's what they're saying too yeah the boy like uh she said she doesn't use perel but she didn't get the name she used she could she couldn't say because of the product i guess but she does not use that one she doesn't recommend that one any other any other hand sanitizer right and said even in your house she said um these wipes you can use to sanitize things like she was talking about the Clorox wipes and that you can use those even if you even if you went out and come in and you touched your counter and you're out somewhere she said still use those and wipe stuff down otherwise the best thing she said is just a lot of extensive cleaning just make sure you sell yourself clean all the time well not to go down the political ramp or anything but yeah the others have expressed concerns about you know people crossing over the border if this if it uh COVID-19 gets into really Central America and and people flee and come in that so yeah it's probably inevitable that we'll hit the states right now they've done a pretty good job of keeping it under control but you know and it's, it's, a, it's a matter of how many people it will kill because it's a, it tends to kill older people so that is true. Not everyone is, is, you know, most people can just ride out the symptoms, flu, sore throat and everything, and then go on. But right older right. person, so we'll just. But I'm, I'm also equally as concerned about paranoia and, you know, just like you, you saw with the, with the stocks, but how socially, you know, what how society could overreact to something. So it, it's a tough call. Well, I mean. I think that right now, I think more people are more concerned about people dying from influenza than the than this particular virus. I mean, that's, that's what they point. were also Many saying. More. Many, more. Many more people are going to die from influenza than this virus. So, it, we, you know, it, it, I can't. I mean, I can't say what's going to happen. I look. I don't want to get it either. I'm in my 60s. I mean, some of us are all, are older, and I don't want to get it either. But it, it could easily happen to any of us. So, you know, what can I say? Bill, we have Ellen from Albuquerque up, up on the uh, raised hand. Go, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, good morning. Um, I just wanted to piggyback off of what Bill from Chicago was saying. Um, I think we're okay with it for, at this point for now. Just take the proper safety precautions. And I think that's your best bet. And a lot of hand washing, you know, just your normal safety precautions that you've taken that you've taken for years again we don't know i don't think there's enough people that really know what's going on with this virus so this we, we know what yeah. we're not even sure how long the incubation period is mike did, did you know that they don't really know how long well, exactly it's, uh, that's what i was saying uh, i i have a friend her son was over there two months ago we don't know did i mean know my college roommate's daughter and her husband are were planning a trip to hong kong and he's trying to convince them look cancel the trip don't post not don't postpone it for a week or two or a month postpone it for a year or maybe two if you can but don't go over there right now yeah that probably would not be the most ideal place but just want everybody to be aware of what's going on and to pay attention to what's going on in the news we're not talking about your politics we're talking about your safety your you know things that that we can do in our own 
communities to be safe or actually it breaks right down into our own home you know keep as clean as possible if you can and well we were talking yesterday i mean you know if if you took care of somebody and if somebody in your family got sick and you didn't know they had it you, you could be just as sick as they were taking care of them before you knew they had it well just putting COVID-19 yeah. aside you know things like do you do you uh, sanitize your hands after handling a shopping cart in a grocery store I mean there's all kinds of things but there's also a thing when you could do too much of that Mike and then, the, you're then right, you're, you can yeah. desensitize yourself you can do it too much and then it no longer works I mean I think let's not get paranoid here I mean the bottom line is it, this this virus is it, it's going to run its course. I mean, I, look, we we've had worse things come through this world besides this virus. I mean, the plague killed thousands. There was a big flu epidemic in the early 1900s. I think that killed a hunt that killed lots of people around here. So I mean, it's I, it, it's it's something that we have to be aware of. But I but I don't know that we can get crazy over it either at this point. We just know or more aware of what's going on now, Jeff, and that's that's the whole issue. That's There's, true. We we no more well there's many more people now more people fly and travel than back then so that's true we have hands raised from gail and jr let me get to jr go ahead jr hey jeff how are you i'm I'm doing okay but i'm not going to come to your house i might get the virus go ahead jr i'm only kidding (laughs) i don't have the virus that i know of but i think i think you're right there's there's so much of this we don't know in fact i got my boss's daughter is uh supposed to be going on a trip that she you know she was chosen to go over to italy in europe and places you know um for a class trip and she doesn't know they don't know if they want to cancel pull it out you know pull out right now because of you know they don't know what's going on with the virus but you know you got to remember this is an airborne virus it's not a it's cleaning your hands and everything it's great practices but you know, we don't know if this is coming out of like furnaces or vents. You know where it's actually coming out of. So it's, you know, what do you do? You really, there's not much you can do except for you can live your life and you know and try to not panic so much. And, and that's what I think the media, the media likes to do is scare the heck out of everybody. Just you know, just so uh, that everybody can be. You know, panicked about everything. So you're not going to avoid going to the Broadway lunch out in Schenectady, right, Jr.? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to tell I'm not. I don't avoid anything, Jeff. You know. <laughs> I hang around with you. I mean, <laughs> that's that. That's a that's a real problem. I would avoid me too, Jr. I agree. I, I have another quick issue. I have another quick issue. Um, the the issue that I have is listening to the listening on the internet to the to the show um, from using using a computer. Um, is there a better way to to listen than what I'm using? Because I'm. Well, where, right now, where are you going to listen? The listen live button. Okay, so you're going to legendoldies.com? Yes. And the listen live button's not working. It's not. It opens up this, like, um, looks like it tries to open something up. Uh, what web browser? Uh, IE. That's your problem. That could be your problem. 
you really have, and we've mentioned this over and over, you folks really have to get away from Internet Explorer. It's just something we have to do. It's well, it's, most... It's, it's, I just, thought it worked on IE, but it, it may not. It's uh, Most websites won't even let things even work in IE. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point where... It, it doesn't. Where if you're using IE, you're probably better off using Firefox or Google Chrome, Jr. And that I mean, I don't know how to tell you that any other way because the IE is really not being supported, and it, there's so many loopholes and so many crazy things going on with that browser. I, I I'm telling you, I don't think you should be using it. Another one I like is, I know I'm going to get to it. Another one I like is Brave. That's a very good one too. Yes, Brave is an awesome because it yeah. stops all the ads and is most secure. They're actually saying the new Microsoft Edge is the least secure in terms of phoning home and reporting what you're doing. Uh, so I have that, uh, that. That's pretty good now. Now that they got the Chromium thing working right in the Edge, it works pretty well, Mike. I use it. I ha I have it on my it's machine, accessible. and it works quite. It's very well usable. In, in future weeks, we've got some some information I got yesterday with shortcut keys and some things you can use that are going to make it easier for people with that I just didn't have time to get it in the show. I just got it late last night. So, JR, anyone, there's plenty of options because if you're going to use Internet Explorer, you're just going to get left behind. And it's just unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. And I don't think I don't think Microsoft is really updating that anymore. I, I don't think they've updated in quite a while. So let me get to Gail. Let me get to Gail, and we'll get to you. Okay. Go ahead, Gail. Gee, this, this goes back to that um, coronavirus thing. Do you remember when they had the Zika virus and all these other things that everyone was jumping up and down and going crazy, and now you don't hear anything about any of this? Like it's all been solved in a week? <laughs> and I wonder about some of that, if some of that isn't just plain paranoia just to... Well, I don't know if those had the numbers of 80,000 people, but... You know, it's. Well, they now say that the virus is slowing down in, in China. That's what I heard yesterday on Bloomberg. I don't know if that's true or not, Gail. All I can say is we, we'll, we'll never know. Well, let me see if I can get, get. Let me see if I can get Abby back on because we did try to get her in and it wasn't working properly. Go ahead, Abby. Let me try it again. She has herself muted, Mike, and that's why we can't right. unmute her. That's the problem. She's come out and come back in, but she's staying in the muted. Okay. It's, there she is. There you go. It there says we go. audio unmuted. I had to switch devices. Okay. Um, I do apologize for the technical difficulties, um, but I wanted to comment on the Corona or COVID-19. Um, I hope they don't uh, not produce the iPhone 9, but if they put it off, hey, we'll wait a while longer. Um, but I saw the other day where they may even be canceling the Summer Olympics. In Tokyo. Due, yeah, due to the virus. Yeah, they have to make up their mind fast because they have like a three-month time period that they can cancel it. Right. And I also um, want to comment on the sanit hand sanitizing um, it's definitely good to keep everything wiped down, uh, and they do make the Lysol sprays, you know, to help with the air, you know, things that are in your air. Um, but as you guys also stated, you can over sanitize. 
Well, um, what happens is it, it destroys the good bacteria that we need as correct. well. So that that's the that's the issue with them. Correct. So just um, you know, use common sense and all that good stuff when you when you um, sanitize and and uh, do your cleaning. We have so one of the concerns they're canceling all these conferences, and then some people are saying, "Are these conferences even necessary?" But that's you know that's tourism that helps the economy of the various communities. We have a friend that sanitizes things so much, and they're they're sick all the time. That's why. Because that's, exactly, that's exactly why it happens, Jennifer. That's exactly why it happens. Because they over-sanitize themselves. Yeah. Because their body's developed a resistance, so now well, it's not working. That's part of why we're getting some of these things, because kids don't play in the dirt anymore. You don't make mud pies and do stuff like that like we used to do when we were kids. They don't Did want you to eat get them? any germs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're also so germ-free. Did you eat the Did you eat the mud pies, Jennifer? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, so the kids, we don't. They don't get dirty and play anymore. Everything is so sterile, and I think they will sit in front of their TVs and germs. see what they can do there. But you know, they need to get outside more. Yeah, I, I don't know what else you could say, I, I, and no one seems to know how did this virus come about. Was it created in a lab by mistake? Was it? Was, no one said. No one's saying anything about what created this thing. They, well, if they know, they're keeping it quiet. They, the speculation but, was it was some bad meat sold in a market. But we have two uh, more raised hands. I know. I got them. We got Bill and we have Allison. So let me get to let me get to uh, let me get to Bill and then we'll get to Allison. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I agree with um, Abby or, or Jennifer, what you're saying about the mud pies and stuff. I was born and raised on a farm, and we used to carry our lunches sometimes on the tractors working the field. You'd have your hands full of grease. You'd just pick up a handful of dirt, scrub the grease off, and eat the sandwich and drink your drink. But what I was going to say, Jr. was talking about IE. I've experimented around. You can get legend oldies on IE, but you got to go into a long... A long uh, program is called. You got to go into tunein.com/radio/capitallegend-capitalo-capitalradio-s264869, and that'll bring it up under IE. You don't even have to go that far, Bill. You could you could search for Legend Oldies and find. And it well, you bring didn't get up- to, but I mean that that's the site that. I found just searching around because I get, get messing around, mess searching things out, and I saw that long address and I tried well, a couple well, of times. If you keep, if you keep using le- if you keep using IE, you, you're going to ruin your computer. Some it's oh, going to cause some sort of virus right, on your machine. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what we can say. Bill, we have one more from Allison. Go ahead, Allison. Okay, um, I use IE too, but I'm considering of switching to uh, Google Chrome. I use Outlook for my email, Microsoft Outlook, um, in order to use, first of all, what's the keystroke um, that I would use with JAWS to switch from Internet Explorer to Google Chrome? And second of all, um, do I have to have a Google account um, to use Google Chrome? No, you don't have to have a Google account to use Google Chrome, and there is no keystroke to use Google Chrome. If you want to create one, it, it, it puts an icon on your desktop, and you... 
type the letter G, and if it's up on your desktop, it'll feel it will find it. You can. Well, we, it's a little bit cumbersome to show you how to do that. You can create a shortcut key in Windows for it, where I have like uh, I have Shift Control G that will bring up Google Chrome for me if I want to do it that way. But you don't have to do it that way. It's like you like you like use Internet Explorer. You can if you type the letter I and you're on your desktop, it'll find it. And that that's how I that's how I do it. There's a program um, called. Yeah, yeah. I use Windows 10, and um, I've heard that Microsoft, the last version of IE, was Internet Explorer 11. They haven't updated it in a while. Oh, yes, I the agree with you. JAWS? Allison, do you have the latest JAWS 2020? No, yeah. Because what yeah. may be easier for you is to get the new Microsoft Edge, and that might be an easier way to, uh, because you have to install the browser. It's not just automatically there. I mean, you have to... We have Ellen on the on next year, Bill. Okay. Go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm right here. Um, Allison, I did that very same thing. I had um, what you do is you you go to your um, your Chrome. If you have Chrome on your computer, then just go to Chrome. Then type in uh, your G your account. I have Gmail, and you can it just automatically switches over. But I don't know how to do it through Outlook. But uh, Gmail works beautifully with that. So, but that, but you I don't have. But what what she's saying, Ellen? I'm I'm not trying to be rude to you. Is you don't need to change your email client to have Google Chrome as your browser. That's that's what that's Mike right. Well, well, and to answer her question, she asked if you had actually had to have a Google account. You do not, but it they would help. They they certainly would prefer that you do, and they can store your settings and use the Google services. But you don't have to have that if you don't want to. If, yeah, it does work nicely because I have a Google account, so whatever I bookmark on my on my computer is is also on my iPhone as well. So that that does work nicely that way. Yes. But again, they all all of those browsers they're all the same thing. Google Chrome, Edge, Brave, they all use the same what's called engine. What's called Chromium. So you can take your pick, and they all function the same way. They all use the same keystrokes, and so and then there's Firefox. So there, there are many choices, and we have Abby have her, has her hand raised, Bill. So let me let, let me get her okay. on. Okay. Oh, you just lowered her hand. Uh, let me get. Go ahead, Abby. Did you want to say something? Yes, I did. I didn't. I didn't lower my hand. Um, I did, Jeff. That's okay. I just I didn't want. I did just change the position of where she was on the list. Go ahead, Abby. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just going to say the main thing that you might want to point out here is. And I think Bill did point this out at one time is you have to download your other choice of browser. It's not automatically on your computer. True. And there's services like Ninite will kind of. Ninite's you know, awesome. I love Ninite. We'll do it for you. There's many ways you can get a browser. 
Right, but, but I just wanted to make sure that she realized right. that it's not going to be like already there, and you know that, that you know because she was thinking she could switch. Right. Yeah, I've just yes, installed you can switch, but it has to. You have right. to download it first. I've just installed then, two new two new computers, Abby, for customers, and I had mm -hmm. to download. I had to download Edge, the latest versions of Edge, for them, or just just like you said, Google Chrome. These are brand new out of the box. I mean, right. So they're not. I just I just wanted to point that out. Right. That's it. It's not that, automatically there. You do need to go get it. Did right. you say Nanite Abby? Is that the one that kills uh, Super? Oh no, that's Kryptonite. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding around with you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we've mentioned that this is a very user friendly site, and they even have a page for accessible. Like, software right, you can put NVDA on there for you. N-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Right. And it's totally free. And so if you, because they have different software, you I mean, maybe not, well, I want to make sure whatever I get is accessible. You can click on there's an accessible accessibility page, and then it shows things that they know are accessible with screen readers. And it's all check boxes. You check the box you want. And then go and down here and all G. Click the button at the bottom. Yeah, all G. Actually, you do it all G. And it'll do every one for you. It takes a few minutes. It'll install it automatically. And bingo. There you go. And so put things like Dropbox. And there's another one out there we used to use. But it's not accessible. So I'm not even going to talk about it. If it's not accessible, it's not and worth it. Let's, let's share something else too here, Bill. Uh, I found I'm playing with it a little bit more before I recommend it. It looks like it's going to be doable. But I don't know with all screen readers. I haven't done all of the testing I need to, but it's a replacement. For those of you who used to love Outlook Express, uh, this is something, it's called OE Classic, and it looks like it has some promise. So those of you who like that particular email client for Windows, uh, we, may, we may have found something to give that functionality. Wasn't there some did, security did, issues with that or something? Yeah, didn't you say there was a problem? Like, I have a Gmail account. I could not link that Gmail account with OE Express. I think you said there was a problem with that. I'm not well, sure. Yeah, said, it said Google said they didn't think it was secure enough, but you could turn off something on the Google side and make it work. So that's the stuff I'm writing to the company and asking asking them about because they they've been real responsive. So I'm working with them uh, to make sure that all parts of it are accessible and then it's going to meet everyone's needs. So they they've been very responsive. So I just want to make sure I do that before I truly recommend it. I mean, but it is working. You know, it, it's amazing that. You know, trying to find a really good, reliable email client and web browser. And they're just, hard I to find. I can use Outlook, but it's just not my first choice. I, I, just, what about Thunderbird? Do you seem to have, do you, do you not like that one? I use it all the time, and I don't really have a problem with it. It's okay. I mean, it, it gets the job done. Well, we've had certain, again, the same thing. We've had certain servers that it doesn't want to play well with, but. Right. We have a hand raised from Marianne out in Boulder, Colorado. Go ahead, Marianne. Hi. Uh, as far as browsers and all of those kinds of things, uh, yes, there is a thing in Gmail for being able to uh, basically allow what they call less secure email clients. And then your Gmail does actually work well in Outlook. Uh, once you've got that disabled, uh, then, uh, then your Outlook absolutely works. And I do love my Outlook matter of fact that was one of the first things i did when i got my new computer I'm like no matter what i want 
my outlook back because I missed it so much. Uh, and as far as Internet Explorer, yes, it does move slowly and it does do all of this other thing. But I think it's absolutely crazy. Hilton still uses it a lot. I have Chrome and and uh, Firefox. Both I have three browsers on my computer here at work. And but Hilton has a default. If you're doing something in the system and you need to see things, it opens up Internet Explorer. I think it's crazy still, but that's they're not they haven't switched to Edge. They're still in Explorer attached to their software. But I think that the employer, if some employers have a special version of IE Explorer, which may have a little more support life on the shelf that they're actually using because businesses are very slow about making changes to the more modern browsers but and mike you can correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that um ie has an extended life with some big companies because i don't mean to interrupt but it's eight after ten we're aware we right we have a demo which is 44 minutes and I was planning on stopping about uh, uh, about 10 or 12 after. It's going to take about 44 minutes. So we're watching the time. And that's how long it's going to take. So since that's been done, we'll just stop all discussion. Um, and do you have a recipe? Because your demo is going to be 45 minutes. So... It's going to take up the rest of the show. Oh, we can wait till next week, I guess. I mean, do you have time to do it if you want to do it? But it, it's going to... It's the stuff that I marinate the chicken in. It is one half cup of vegetable oil, two tablespoons of water, two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, one tablespoon of vinegar, one half teaspoon of black pepper and one teaspoon of salt and you just mix all that together and the chicken needs to be in there for at least 30 minutes it helps it not to dry out on the grill and if you brush it while it's on the grill make sure you brush it with that marinade well before it gets done because you will have had raw chicken in it okay and that'll Sounds be good, it. Chris. Sounds good. All right. Um, Chris, what are we going to do a demo on this week? Well, Dave and I are going to do a demo on the Traeger wood-fired um, Wi-Fi grill. It's a wood pellet grill that operates through Wi-Fi, and actually they have made it accessible through your Echo devices and they have really done a good job unlike some things that aren't truly fully accessible this is fully accessible except that you physically have to go to the grill and press the ignite button before your echo device will even listen to you and that's a safety pr precaution so that's what we're going to do and We've done the Traeger grill before, but not in this way with full accessibility with something that's actually implemented um, accessibility with 
Amazon. So let's get started. Well, good morning, everyone. Today, we are going to do a very exciting demo. We had wanted to do this a long time ago, but we couldn't do it because the grill that we are going to be demonstrating is a Wi-Fi grill, and it was not working correctly with the iPhone app. So We, we could make it work, but... It was very difficult. We could use it, but... We couldn't really call it totally accessible. But now, using the A-Lady, you can. So, first thing I'm going to do is let Chris give you some information about the product. This is a Traeger, and that's spelled T-R-A-E-G-E-R, wood pellet grill. It is called a Wi-Fi by Traeger. It is an outdoor grill, as you might imagine. You can go to TraegerGrills.com. That's T-R-A-E-G-E-R-G-R-I-L-L-S.com to see all the grills they have. They have more than just Wi-Fi accessible grills. This is something new for them. Well, not brand new, but it's their some of their newer series. This is the Pro 780. The phone number, should you want to speak with Traeger about Wi-Fi grills, is 844-994-3473. That's 844-994-3473. Now, if you want to speak with them about regular grills, I'm going to go ahead and give you that number. They're regular grills. We have done a demo quite a while back on those. They are pretty accessible. They have a clicking knob and all that stuff. So if you don't want to mess with the Wi-Fi or if you don't have Wi-Fi, but you'd still like to have a pellet grill, um, well, I will give you their number in just a second. Now I can give you the number. The Braille Note decided to start Keysoft. So anyway, had to wait. 800-872-3437. That's 800-872-3437. The price of the Wi-Fi Pro 780, the one we're going to do the demo on, is $999.99. Now, they do have a 575 which is, the, the numbers usually indicate the square inches on the Traeger. And they do have lots of other grills that aren't Wi-Fi, and they have some way more expensive grills. If you want to drop a couple thousand bucks, you can. So I'm going to give you the, the dimensions of the Pro 780. It is 4 feet 1 inch long from right to left as you're facing the grill. The width is 25 inches. That's the width or the depth. And the height is approximately 4 feet tall. 
that's the very highest part of the grill. Now it is on legs. This is not a tabletop. They do have well, they do have some tabletops. They're still outdoor grills, but they do have some tabletop models, but not of the Wi-Fi. Now the <clears throat> the height that she just gave you is measured from the floor up to the top of the grill, assuming that you have the legs on the grill. Right. This is assembled. And the inside rack dimensions, which, like I said, it's 780 square feet. I mean, inches. it's a big grill. It's 780 square inches, um, which doesn't tell you a whole lot. So I'm going to tell you that the length from right to left is 30 inches, and the depth from front to back is 2 feet, six. In, I mean, 23 inches. So just less than two feet. So it's really super good size. Yeah, it's a good size grill. grill. You put lots of burgers and stuff mm-hmm. on there. I forget how many burgers it says it holds. It's more than I would be comfortable putting on there. It's a lot. Now, <laughs> there's two ways to get this grill. Um, I would recommend going down and buying the pre-assembled one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Home Depot sells them. Uh, a lot of other stores uh, do sell the uh, the Traeger grill. We even have a place here called Greenwood Pools and Spas. And believe it or not, they sell Traeger grills. Yeah, they have really good service, too. Yes, they do. I uh, use some of it. But when we got our grill, it had to be assembled. So I'm just going to give you a rough idea. We ordered it from Traeger.com. Right. And it came in this great, big, huge box. And we picked the hottest day of the year to assemble it last year. Right. So, uh, well, well, the first thing we had to do was cut the box because uh, the grill is very heavy. It, it, it probably weighs 150 pounds. At least. At least. And um, I didn't have a scale big enough to put it on, so I don't know that for sure. So, but anyway, uh, we had to cut the box, and we had to slide the grill out of the box, leaving it so that the top of the grill is facing up. And then once I got the grill out of the box, I flipped the grill on its side and uh, so that I could see the bottom of the grill um, the, the underside of the grill facing me. But before I did that, I opened the lid on the grill and I took all the stuff out, the rack and and the uh, grease pan and all that kind of stuff. I took all of that stuff out of the grill so that nothing's going to go flying around. There's a book in there and there's a temperature probe and, you know, um, that's pretty much what's inside the grill and then there's some um there's a smokestack that has to be assembled onto the grill so anyway uh after you have all this stuff out of the box as i said i put the grill on its side so that i could see the underside of the grill and on the four corners of the grill uh, on the underside, if I have it on its side and, and the bottom of that grill is facing me, uh, there's a round hole in each corner. And on and there, in the box, you'll see four legs. Now, the legs on one end have wheels. Um, two of the legs have big wheels. And the other two have smaller wheels or casters. And so what you do is 
on one end of the grill there is a square box that's the box that you put your pellets in just like on the original grills pellet grills and on that end of the grill you're going to find the two legs that take uh, that have the big wheels and there is a right and a left yes there is so don't be sure you pay attention to that if you're going to put it together yourself right if you look at the holes uh, there's uh, where those holes are on the bottom of the grill you'll see holes in the sides of that along the sides of the uh, opening there where the where the hole is in the grill it, it's like a piece of pipe that sort of sticks out and you you t- you take your uh, leg and you stick it up in there um, with the uh, the open end of the leg you're going to stick that up into the hole of the grill and you're going to turn it around until your bolts line up if they don't line up correctly you've got the wrong side we didn't realize there was going to be a difference but there is so anyway once you then you're gonna you're gonna there's hardware inside the box and it's got uh you don't need very many tools really all you need is a screwdriver and an allen wrench and the allen wrench comes with the grill so you know it's and you do need two people yeah definitely need two people because you know it it is kind of a little bit to try to handle somebody has to prop it up on something and make sure it's stable so anyway you put the four legs on and then there's uh there are two metal plates and they go on each end of the grail on onto the legs down towards the bottom of the legs if you've got those legs on correctly you'll see two bolt holes uh one on each leg uh, actually four two bolt uh, holes let's see let me try that again two bolt holes on each leg and you're going to take those flat plates and you're going to bolt those on from front to back of the of the of the grill because they, they actually bolt into the legs and uh, you'll put those on and that stabilizes the legs because you already have the bolts in to uh, bolt the legs to the grill itself so then you, you do the same thing that you did with the first two legs and the, and the first uh, flat plate it has writing on the plate if you're really concerned about it and the print raised print letters on on it so and if you're familiar with print letters you might face them so that it, when you're looking at the front of the grill and you happen to go around to the side you can see it says Traeger so to me it wasn't any big deal but I like it that way it's, <laughs> it's nice it makes it like it should be so anyway you do the same thing with the other uh, legs put them in put the uh, put the uh, screws in with your using your allen wrench and uh, tighten everything to make sure everything is good and tight then you probably should have a second person so that you're gonna now you're gonna tip the girl the grill the girl oh boy well i don't want to give her any tips chris okay <laughs> so anyway uh you want to tip the, the grill usually you go to the the side that's away from you not the bottom of the grill but the side that's away from you and take a hold of that 
have somebody on each end and tip the grill so that it's going to stand up right on its wheels. Once you have it stood up, then you're going to, the first thing you're going to look for in in that hardware and stuff in the box, there's a a little handle that you want to put on the front of the lid of the grill. So you're going to find the, uh, look at the front of the grill. Uh, If you've got the square box to your right, and uh, and you're looking at the front of the grill, right in, down towards the bottom of the lid, there's uh, oh, two holes. And then this handle's got two holes. So you're going to open the lid, you're going to run your screw, uh, Allen screws, through there into the handle and tighten it up. That, t- that puts your handle on the front of the grill so you can open it. It's that, a nice big handle. Yeah, it's a great big long handle. So, you know, that works pretty good. After that, um, when you open up the grill, when you took everything out of the grill, you had a... Uh, a ash pot cover, which is a metal cover. So you're going to put that on the inside of the grill. You're going to, you'll find if you reach your hands down in towards the back of the grill, you'll find a little slot. And one end of that um, ash pot cover goes into that. And then the front of that ash pot cover goes into a slot that's down in the grill and on towards the front of the grill and it just slides into that slot and then you have your grease pan there's a great big long metal thing with um a long um an end that comes down on on one end of it probably about three and a half inches and then the other end it just has a short uh, like about an inch about an inch long piece on on the end of the uh, on the other end of that grease pan you're going to set that down into the grill so that the long end that's sticking down goes to your right inside the grill you're going to set it down in there and then set the uh, the uh, the other end down in and, and it'll line up by itself pretty much and then you'll take your uh, your cooking rack that's the big long one there's actually two racks in there but that's the big one right you're going to take that and you're going to set that into the grill and it, uh, it it will set in there nice and snug a little bit of play in it so that you can be able to take it in and out after you do that then there's another piece which is a warming rack and um, if you come up above the rack that you just put in up a couple of inches you'll see on each end of the grill on the inside uh, little catches and that's where you put your warming rack and it just sets in there it's about half the size maybe of the regular rack right and it fits toward the back it's great for like hot dogs and stuff like that that you want to keep warm whatever you want to use it for Okay, then the last thing you have to do is you have to uh, install the smokestack. It's a long piece of pipe, and there's another metal piece in the box that kind of looks like a little hat. 
it's got a big long screw coming out of the uh, one end of it out of the bottom end of this hat type thing looks like a pointed hat so you got the smokestack and the hat and then what you're going to do is you're going to take the smokestack and on looking at the front of the grill um, open the grill because you you have to you're probably going to want to take the the rack out so that you, you, you the big rack out so that you can get to it but on on the end of the grill on the inside there are holes that go from inside to out and there's a big round hole in the left end of the grill on the side and you're going to take this smokestack and on the bottom of the smokestack it's it's got uh, it's sort of rounded off and it's got a screw two screw holes in it and you got some uh, Allen screws inside your hardware pack, and you know that came with the grill. You find those screws, and you're going to put uh, from the inside of the grill to the outside. You're going to stick two screws through the inside to the outside. Then you're going to take the smokestack, and you're going to. There's a little gasket that's on the smokestack, so you want to make sure that your screw goes through the gasket and through till it comes out of the outside of the smokestack. And you got two of those, so you want to make sure you got both screws uh, in there. And when you tighten those screws down, that holds your smokestack into place, and then you're done with that. Make sure it's good and tight. Take that hat piece that that we were talking about and on the very top end of the smokestack there's a a little place that you can you'll see on the top that you can put a screw into and you take that hat and you screw that down into the smokestack that hat allows you if you turn it this way and that it, it has a little bit of arc to it and it allows you to direct the smoke so if you don't like your neighbors, you can aim it at the yeah, neighbors. Yeah. And it, it lets you direct that where you want the smoke to go or not go a little better. It's not, I mean, you're going to get smoke, but it, it does help direct it. Of course, then you can put the the, uh, the rack back in because you've got all your screws. Make sure all of your screws are good and tight. Then your grill is assembled. Now that, as I said, that box on the very end of the grill, on the if you're looking at the front of the grill and you got your handle on the grill and everything, uh, on the right hand end of the grill is where that square box is. And you're going to fill that with the pellets. It uses uh, wood pellets. They're food grade pellets. It holds eighteen. It holds eighteen pounds of pellets and you want to fill that up with pellets they have different flavor uh pellets uh it just flavors this the smoke um and they have apple and they got cherry and mesquite mesquite, all different kinds of uh flavored pellets so it oh it i mean you don't eat them but it it flavors the uh puts a little different flavor in the smoke that it makes okay so we're going to assume now that you've got the uh thing assembled the only other thing is it came with a power cord and that plugs in under the square box 
on the right hand end on the bottom side of the square box you'll plug your power cord into that and then plug it into wherever you're going to plug the uh, power cord into your receptacle Okay, the other thing you need to do is you need to get on the computer or somewhere and create a Traeger account. Because even though it doesn't work great for the setup with your phone as far as setting the temperatures, you can use your phone to monitor, which is really nice. So if you have an, uh, an iOS device or an Android device, you need to go to download the app and I can't say for sure about the Android, but on the iOS app store, it is called Traeger Food and Drink. There are two. There's a Traeger Food and Drink and a Traeger Stickers Food and Drink, and obviously you don't need the stickers but unless you just want it. But you do need the Traeger Food and Drink. So you sign into your account. You tap Get Started, and then you go to Connect to Wi-Fi. Um, you're going to need to scan a little code. Um, the code it, is in, inside the lid of that square box on the top of the lid. So when you open it up, you'll see inside the box there's a sticker in, in the there. top right-hand corner if you have your lid up. And so you're going to need to scan that code and just go from there and do what it tells you to do it'll it'll walk you through connecting and you'll name your grill and it'll send you to settings to do this and that and back to Traeger and but it'll tell you exactly what it wants you to do but one of the things you will have to do is sign in with your username and password so it's going to um, you're going to need to already have created an account if you can that'll simplify it at least and then you have to go to I'm just going to refer to A-L-E-X-A as her. You go to your Echo device, and you're going to want to enable the skill, Traeger, and you can either tell her to enable it or you can go enable it manually. But you might as well go enable it manually because the next thing you're going to have to do is go into your... Uh, go into her the a lady settings and link your account and she'll walk you through that as well you go to the skill and then you you tap on link account and i think you have to tap on link account another time as i recall and then you get your you just sign in basically and she says or or it shows on your phone linking successful because you can't do it on her you have to do it on your phone and you're good to go you're all set up and ready to grill now a couple things i have found out they make um some accessories they make a grill cover we had some trouble with this grill um we we worked it out. That's how we found out how good Greenwood Pools and Spas is because we had to access them for part of a problem we had. We just could not get it to work, um, and that was part of the access problem. And actually, it was really Traeger's problem. But at any rate, that's all fixed. But that's how we found out about Greenwood Pools and Spas. We don't have a pool or a spa, but uh, they're great with these grills and. One of the things I found out, 
because we had so much trouble, they gave us some accessories. Um, Traeger did. And we got a grill cover and we got a front shelf, which is wonderful. Um, so that was that was good. Um, they offered us pellets and we said, no, we didn't want any pellets, but could we have... Uh, a front shelf and they said yeah and uh, and they said do you have a grill cover and we said no and they said well we'll throw one of those in too so we, we made out pretty good but one of the things I found out is they do have grease pan liners and that's kind of nice um, you can also line your grease pan with foil if you want to and it just helps keep it a little cleaner but the nice thing is I have discovered that you can grill pretty well and you still get a pretty good amount of smoke in foil disposable pans and it really helps with the cleanup sure does and the one thing we didn't say about the assembly there's a grease bucket and you just hang it on the end under the smokestack there's a there's a hook and the bucket has a handle that's really easy that would be on the left hand side if you're looking at the front of the grill down below the smokestack there's a little ridge and you hang your grease bucket on that it's pretty obvious where to hang that, but we didn't talk about that. But but those foil pans mean you almost never have anything in your grease bucket. So it's nice because it, it makes the cleanup really easy. Also in that box, and I almost forgot about this, and Chris happened to remind me of it, uh, there is a probe. It's it's uh, like a food probe, and it's got a wire that comes off of one end of it with a with a looks like an earphone jack on one end. And what you do with that is you plug that into on the front of the box on the right end. You've got the there's a knob almost right in the middle at the bottom of the box. To the right of the knob is the ignite button. And to the left of the knob is the menu button. And to the left of that, there's a little round hole. Looks like, you know, where you would plug in a, an earphone jack. And you plug that probe into the, uh, well, the first thing you do is open the lid of the grill. And you take the, uh, the on the, the right-hand side of the grill, just about an inch above your cooking rack, there's a little rubber uh, thing that goes from the inside to the outside of the grill. And you run that eighth-inch plug through that hole, bring it out, take it down, and plug it in to that jack that's on the left-hand side on the front of that box. And that fires up the uh, the probe and then you put the probe into your food go ahead Chris and today we're going to grill chicken and some pork chops so we're going to have enough grilled food for today and tomorrow because it's supposed to rain tomorrow now I will tell you that recently they have just made this grill a lady accessible and unlike many things that are A-Lady accessible, you can do quite a few things. You can set your temperature. You can change your temperature. You can set the probe temperature. You can uh, shut down the grill. But there is one thing. It's a safety feature. And, and so there's a safety feature. 
that allows no one else to be able to control your grill because, you know, that would really be an issue. So you have to be physically with your grill to press the ignite button before she will work at all with your grill. Once you die, once once you press that ignite button, the grill starts, and then you can tell the A lady to set the temperature or whatever it is you want to do. Um, you tell her what you want that grill to do, and and it does it. Now there are a couple things you have to do with the screen. So on the grill itself, there are a couple things you can't do any other way. Uh, one is you cannot uh, calibrate your temperature if you should need to. The other that it, and it is an infinity knob, so you're going to have to have some help if you need to use the screen. Uh, Ira's good; uh, they have helped us with a number of things like that. Hopefully you shouldn't need to, to use that, but if you do, then you may have to uh, you may have to enlist a little bit of help. There is a one-time thing that you have to do with the screen. Uh, you're going to press to the left of the knob on the grill with the uh, with the unit turned on. And by the way, there's a power switch on the back end of that box on the right end of the uh, grill that you want to flip down turns it on up turns it off you want to turn that on then you're going to hit that little button on the left of that knob to the left of the knob and you need to go to network settings and you want to tell it what uh, network you want the grill to connect to so whatever network you're using you know whatever wi-fi network you're using you may need uh, somebody to help you with that and you only have to do that once so once that's done you don't ever have to do it again okay we have pressed the ignite button on the grill now when you press the ignite button you might have to hold it in for a couple seconds but you will definitely hear the big fans fire up so I've opened the app and it's got some reverse seared filet mignon, reverse seared filet mignon, reverse seared filet mignon with red wine reduction. This Featured is the recipe. iPhone app. Yeah, this is the iPhone app. Annabelle, connected, probe, grill, timer, 64 degrees Fahrenheit, 165 degrees Fahrenheit, zero, igniting. You can hear that it's 64 degrees in there and its target temperature right now is 165. That's the default for smoking or whatever. That's just the lowest temperature. And you can hear that it's igniting. Because I, I walked out and pressed the ignite button yeah. on the grill. And like I said, you definitely know when it ignites because the fans roar into life. And if, you, if it doesn't ignite, you either A, have to flip it on, the switch on the back, or B, press the menu button one time to wake the grill up. You press the knob in once. Oh, okay. The menu button's beside it, so you press the knob in. Annabelle, okay. connected, probe, grill, timer, 63 degrees Fahrenheit, 165 degrees Fahrenheit, it's zero, igniting. It's dropping a little bit because it's cold outside. It's not 63 outside. It's more like about 36. <laughs> 
So now I'm going to tell her to set the temperature. So all you people out there, be aware I'm going to use her name. Well, no, I'm not going to use her name. Well, yes, I will. But you have to tell it to set the temperature on whatever you named your grill. And we named ours Annabelle. Alexa, set Annabelle to 350. Preheating Annabelle to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Preheating Annabelle to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm going to walk out here to the grill because I came in the house So because we set it. We're not even near the grill. So I'm going to just walk out here and make sure that everything is okay. And I am out at the grill now. And as you can hear, the grill is running and it is preheating to 350 degrees. Okay, I have gone into my Traeger app again. I have tapped on the bottom tab that says Wi-Fi. And I'm going to see right here. Grill preheating. Annabelle. Annabelle. Grill preheating. Grill preheating. It's still preheating. Now, I've gone on and put the food in there because we get a little bit more smoke that way sometimes. So. 247 degrees Fahrenheit. 248 degrees Fahrenheit. 249 degrees Fahrenheit. 249, and that's going to constantly move because it's heating up. So 249 is the current grill temperature. It's probably going to be 250 by now. 255 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, now here is going to be the target the target temperature. Okay. That's if you want to set it on the phone, which we don't. It's already set. The probe is at 14 degrees. Now that's because the chicken is really cold in the center. So that will go up as it needs to. Now this is going this is going to go up real slow because the grill is still preheating. So it's not the the, the thermometer is not going to go up real fast just yet, but once it starts up go up consistently and pretty quickly after it gets up to about 90. See, it's up to 15 now, 14. It's going to go back and forth and back and forth a little bit, and it'll continue to go back and forth, And but every time it goes up, it'll come down a little less, and it'll go up a little more, come down a little less. That's normal. That's how grill, that's how grills, grill thermometers work. They're not always really stable on the same temperature. It's not always a straight road up. You can tell, in our case, Annabelle. <laughs> we were out of names, so we used Donna's cat's name. Yeah. To uh, set the probe temperature to however high you want that meat, which in this case is uh, chicken and... 165. It's supposed to go to 165. Uh, but we're just going to watch it on the on the, uh, the iPhone. Because we can. Because the iPhone, you can see the constant temperature. And you can do it with, the, with her as well. So, uh, but for us, because we're sort of running in and out, and instead of carrying the lady around <laughs> just use the iPhone to look at the app 
I should tell you that when you're using the probe, the probe is calibrated a lot lower so that it matches whatever the temperature is that that meat or whatever it is you're cooking in there is supposed to be at when it's done. It's not a grilled probe. It's a meat probe. Right. So it's going to be a lot lower until it gets up to the temperature that you want that meat to be done. You can hear it's at 82 degrees now. Don't know if the recorder will pick this up. The uh, chicken is is 108. Pork chops are about 122, so they're going up a little faster. We checked those with the uh, kitchen thermometer. So I'm going to see if we pick up any fizzle. And we may or may not because of the noise of the grill. Okay, the chicken, or the pork chops are done. We took the uh, pork chops off the grill, and the chicken thighs are done. So now we're just waiting for the breast, and it's getting close. It's waiting for the phone to tell me something. 160 degrees Fahrenheit. They're at 160, and we want 165. The pork chops were at 165 when we took them off. We used a kitchen thermometer to check because we have the probe in the breast. It's 161 now. So everything else was at 165 and we took them off. Okay, it looks like the breast is varying between 165 and 166. Let's open the grill. back in the house and we're going to walk over to the A lady. It's almost hot in here after being out there. Yeah, it's kind of nice out there today though. Okay, let's see here. Alexa, shut down Annabelle. Okay. (laughs) And it's that simple. We hope. Let me look in the app to be sure. This is the first time we've officially used this grill with the A-Lady. We tested it when it first came out in January, but we haven't actually used it. 311 degrees, manual It looks like it is shut down. Because the temperature is starting to go yeah. down. So I think we're in good shape. Now... We just need to... Well, we are having... Today we are having... 
chicken, and we have some pork chops. I don't know how much of it we'll eat today. If what we don't eat today, we'll eat tomorrow. And um, so that's a good thing. The grill worked correctly. <laughs> so that's a good thing. That's always a good thing. And I'm going to have some butter beans along with my chicken and baked potato. And later today I might make some scones for dessert. Sounds good. Well, <clears throat> that's how the grill works. It does what it's supposed to do. Now, what I will do after the grill cools down and we eat our lunch is I will... I use, I have a cordless vacuum. And uh, because, you know, it's a wood-fired grill, we use... Um, it, it does create some ashes down in, inside the grill. And so what I will do is I will take that grease pan out... Then I will take the, uh, the the ash pot cover off, and then I will take my uh, cordless vacuum and sweep everything out, and it'll be good to go for the next time around. Now, what I will do is take the uh, the cooking rack, and I'll take a damp cloth and just wipe it off because it doesn't seem to accumulate much ash or anything. Except sometimes when I drip juice taking things out of a pan. Yep. Now, if you don't use disposable pans, you're going to have to clean your rack and you're going to have to clean your grease bucket and you're going to have to, to clean that grease pan. Clean the grease pan or throw your foil away. I wouldn't recommend using foil on it more than one foil at a time and what I mean is if you're going to put foil on it reline it every time you use it because if you don't it's going to it's going to cause a foil to stick. Yeah. And it won't stick if you only use it once and then take it off when it cools down. So that's how the unit works. And I'll have Chris give you the information about the product one more time. And then we will go stuff our faces as soon as the baked potatoes are finished. Okay, this is Traeger, T-R-A-E-G-E-R. There are many kinds. This is one of their Wi-Fi, is what they call it, series. So it's one of the Wi-Fi grills, and they have several different series of those now. This happens to be the Pro 780, as I said. You may contact Traegers about Wi-Fi grills at 844-994-3473. That's 844-994-3473. If you want to talk to them about their other grills, you may contact Traeger in general at 800 800- 872-3437 that's 800-872-3437 or you can go to TraegerGrills.com that's T-R-A-E-G-E-R G-R-I-L-L-S one word dot com and you can see all of the grills that they have and they have a lot this particular grill is currently $999.99 Well, that's how the unit works. It 
worked exactly like they say said it would with the a lady and we can use the iphone app um the iphone app does have the glitch you know as we had talked about you know a few months ago where you can't uh change the temperature correctly without turning voiceover off so you can do anything you want to do with the a lady and we should tell you if you're outside with your grill and you just want to shut it down without running inside you just hold the knob the the big round knob you just hold it in for about three or four seconds and the fan will remain running until the grill completely cools down and then it will shut itself off we should also tell you that when you ignite the grill for a few minutes it's going to come off and on and off and on and off and on that is normal until it picks up the pellets and feeds them into the ash pot and ignites them we talked to traeger about that and that is normal well, that's all the time we have for this demo. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at bill at billsparks.org. That's bill at billsparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure that you get the answers to the questions that you might have. Or you may reach us during this live broadcast. If you have questions or comments regarding this particular product, at 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. You'll be asked for a meeting ID. Enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. You'll be asked to press pound. You'll then be asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time. That will place you in the room with us where you may ask your questions or make your comments about this product. Well, that's it for now for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another another exciting exciting demo. demo. And here we are back. I'm hungry just thinking about it. Man, I, I did put the information for the plain electric Traegers in there because they are highly accessible if you don't want to fool with Wi-Fi or you don't have Wi-Fi. Is, is, are those grills the same grills that are sold on, on QVC? I think I've heard Traeger on, on QVC. Yes. Well, they don't have this particular model, but yes, it's the same brand. The problem is with the electric one, though, you wouldn't have access to the app, would you? No, no, you wouldn't, but you can. that knob is a real... Uh, they have real definite clicks in that particular oh, yeah, they knob, do. so they do. You just you have just... to check it with a thermometer. Yeah, and you've got to be able to count. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. that. Depends on how many drinks you've had before you started cooking. That's true. Oh, I can, well, I can count the poker chips when I play poker, Tim. I'll play a game with you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a good. It's a good working grill. So we're we're. I'm very happy with it now that they've got it accessible. And the person we sold our old one to is very happy with it. Do you like it as well as your old one? Yes. Did you find the Traeger people, uh, Traeger people nice and giving you tech support and helping you out with it? They tried real hard, but, um, well, the things they could do, they did. And eventually they did fix the access part. Not quite how I would have liked, but it works. Well, you know, you just got to keep hanging in there with them. And I think we'll have some adventures after this week on the microwave. And that's just kind of what we do. 
Yeah. We're gonna have some on the TV if they don't. Yeah, get we're going I got a sledgehammer, Jennifer. I sent it to you in the mail. You'll be getting it tomorrow, right. okay? We're going to have some with the TV, and this will be a question for next week. Do we stand up and fight the battle, or do workarounds, or if there's a... We'll stand up and fight the battle. Well, we fought it with Traeger. You know? And we're, we're going to have to... I mean, if you're going to pay to have the thing, pay extra so the thing works, then it needs to work. Right. And they By the way, does that, um, the the folks out there realize that the QVC app is busted? And yes. we're fighting it with them. Right. I've contacted their customer service, and I've written to their customer service. And, Bill, I think you said you've also gone to their accessibility people, too, Chris. So Yes. Right. And the cable people said, well, do you watch TV anyway? Well, do you, uh, again, do you take the money from me each month? You know. you know, seriously, this day and age, why would anybody be that ignorant? I mean, come well, on. There are people who think that blind people don't watch television. I, I, can t I can't tell you how many times I've run into it, Jennifer. Believe me. You know, I met a construction worker once who, well, I asked them to put, to put a rope or something up because they were doing, they were re-cementing the sidewalks. And I wanted him to put a rope up there so the dog would know that the cement was wet. And they said, oh, well, we never thought of anything like that. We, we figured you'd only be going out of your house to go to the doctor or something. We didn't think that you'd be going out every day and doing anything. But, uh, it amazes me that people are still that ignorant now. Well, we will keep you posted on the microwave, the accessibility with blue stream as to whether they need to provide us a box with the software that allows the chip for us to talk or if it's available it's the law isn't it according to what i've read anything manufactured actor xxxxxxxxx date has to be accessible the problem is that in order to get the legislation passed, a lot of times they take the teeth out of it. So while it may be law, there's not any real penalty. And right. under the Trump administration, I don't think the FCC is going to be enforcing it like uh, it, like it would have been, might, might be another administration. That's the other problem. So we'll have to see, but we will fight the battle, get it well, done. Well, now there are excuses. Well, we got to get the approval of the HOA before we can do anything. For making the box accessible? For bringing us the boxes. They, they have the boxes there. The it's just a matter of switching out the cable box. So. And their excuse for not coming right over and doing it is, well, we got to get the approval of the HOA. Why would they care? What's the HOA? Homeowners Association. Oh. oh. Well, they wouldn't care because we're paying for them. Yeah, we're... It's just, they opted for a different type of box. And, of course, when when they factored in, they didn't think of us. I guess it's about time for us to get stopped here. Radio Tim's chomping at the bit to do his show, right, Tim? That was my autocron telling you that. I don't oh. know if you heard it. I did hear it, Tim. <laughs> Tim to do that. Well, we'll do that. We'll let you know about the... Um, what's going on and
keep you updated from one week to the next and we'll get ready for the microwave adventure this afternoon so home depot are on their way and i will hit something the podcast will be made available very shortly and you can also listen on the Fillmore network if you're or anybody can as far as that goes if if you if you can't do that just dial 773-572-3006 and press option number seven and you can listen to the coffee club and the more people we get downloading the coffee club we're having a contest the the one that gets the highest number of downloads wins the contest so right now all things radio is leading in the podcast war but the coffee club is giving it a close second sports lounge is so far back i don't think it'll ever catch up but the coffee club still has a possibility so tell your friends and go to the website or use your devices and do the do the download and tim I'm I'm hitting the button right now. All right. Have a good one.